Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, and I know that you want to represent the CMS and you're just not sure how to do it, right? Well, the best way to do it is to pick up some merch over at our store at Creator Spring. That's right. The website is right there on your screen, bit.ly slash CMS store one. Just go there, and we've got everything out there that you would want. We've got coffee cups. We've got wine cups. We've got water bottles, posters, phone cases. Even got this swell fishing hat right here for those of you that are fishermen. Pillows, hoodies. I know it's getting colder and you guys have asked us for hoodies. There's zippered and unzippered hoodies there. Shot glasses, pints, you name it. It is all there. The only thing that's not there, your credit card. At least not yet, but it should be here in the next 30 seconds. So get over to bit.ly slash CMSstore1, pick up some gear, and represent the classic metal show. That's what you want to be doing, right? Right. Do it today, folks. heard a couple of the requests there tonight uh, we heard warrior with mind over matter that one going out to tori watson and also uh, chuck from uh, north carolina it's his 50th birthday today so uh, we played um something from opeth with uh, yeah that was a happy little song <laughs> <laughs> it was called uh, demon of the fall there so you go. That, that's for uh that's for Chuck in North Carolina. So happy birthday to him. He's turned the big five Oh today. Cool. So there you are. And then of course we just heard kiss, which leads me into the uh, kiss cruise. That's right. Um, I, uh, I had no intention of, hang on, we'll take a phone call here real quick. Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Yeah. What's up? You poon hounds Lou from the Lou. What's going on? Lou from the Lou. Uh, I uh, don't know. Uh, God dang hockey teams doing miserable, man. They couldn't score in a whorehouse the way they're playing. They're terrible. <laughs> so you're still, still following the blues, huh? Well, yeah. What am I going to do? Watch a bunch of gorillas dribble basketball up and down the court. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what's on your mind, Lou, aside from hockey? Oh, that much, man. Saw the wasp show in St. Louis. And how was it? I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I, I kind of wish Blackie would have played more than 10 songs, one of them being a uh, uh, medley yeah. of songs. But, uh, I mean, it was a decent show. I mean, I enjoyed them. I'm glad I got to see Blackie Lawless at least once. Uh, I mean, Armored Saint brought it for an opening act. Yeah, they always really. bring it. They always bring it. Well, it was my first time seeing them live. Okay. So. Yeah, I've heard this. About, I've heard about this set list that they're, that they, they started doing 13 songs with the medley and they've cut it down to 10. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's a bit much. That, or that's a bit little for, for a fairly pricey ticket. Yeah. And, uh, Chris Aiken presents said that this would be the best WAF show ever. No, is, is... Blackie Lawless said on Chris Aiken presents, let's be clear here. <laughs> well, 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 remember though, he, he, I mean, that was a great interview you did with Blackie, Chris really Thank enjoyed you. it, but we all know that it was Eddie trunk that brought WASP back to the States. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, on his in his you know his interview, he said that uh, you know this was going to be the biggest and best wasp show ever done. It's going to be 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 an arena style arena value you know size show and all that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when he did play, what he did play was good. But I just I I I don't know what the the deal because you look back on some of the set lists at the start of the tour. He does two encores and he only did one encore at this show. And I thought, well, maybe there's some sort of n noise ordinance or what have you. 
uh, in, I mean, you know, some sort of curfew, what have you, and uh, where the venue was, because the venue was uh, in Chesterfield, Missouri, which is about 20 minutes from downtown St. Louis. So, but then I looked at like uh, a couple more of the set lists since that night, and uh, you know it's the same thing. He's been cutting off the uh, the the the, the uh, second uh, uh, encore. Yeah, the but, set list. I, I I'm gonna look. I don't want to shit on it too much, but uh, I, I, just a couple things, and, and I'll let you get back to this, Lou. But. Um, Blackie did say in my interview as well, so I don't want to totally shit on Eddie Trunk here, but Blackie said in my interview that it was arena style. He said it was going to be the biggest stage show since the Headless Children, which was their their biggest tour they ever did. So he did say that. And from the videos, I've only seen the videos. I haven't been there, but to me, it just looks like a bunch of like circus tents or curtains or something that are put up. So, yeah, I mean, like he said, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's like a midway at a carnival. And there's, you know, there's all kinds of things. You know, there's the hot, you know, she-devil and, you know, the guy who's going to ramp 100 cars or what have you. And, you know, that kind of, you know, kind of stuff. And then uh, after the medley, they pull a couple of the curtains, you know, a couple of the uh, banners down and it shows the screens. Okay. And, you know, they just basically play, uh, in which I know you haven't seen the show yet, Neil, so I'm sorry if I'm giving it away. That's all right. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, then they just, uh, you know, show videos, uh, you know, like Love Machine and uh, Wild Child. And, uh, you know, they show the, uh, the, the movie to the, uh, you know, Crimson Idol that has to do with the songs. But, uh, I mean... Uh, you know, again, it's, I, I got to see, I got to say, I finally got to see him at least once. And when they did play, it wasn't bad. You know, it was good. You know, I don't really care about there's backing tracks or whatever. Cause I'm like you, Chris, for the money you spend for tickets, you, I want to be entertained and have a good show. I mean, I'd rather have that than, you know, Vince Neal puffing and puffing and, and uttering, you know, two words out of every line and then hold the microphone out and letting the, uh, uh, you know, letting the crowd sing. Yeah. Well, here, I, I'm just going to real quick. This is surprising. Um, I, I just pulled your set list up from setlist.fm and it's, um, it's 10 songs. Like you said, on, uh, the medley, which is on your knees, the on flame, your knees. Yeah, the flame, torture never stops, and inside the electric circus. Then it's Love Machine, Wild Child, The Idol, Great Misconceptions of Me, which is a great song. Um, Chainsaw Charlie, Blind in Texas, Fuck Like a Beast, Real Me, and I Wanna Be Somebody. So that's 10 songs. I'm wondering if Blackie is just not physically up to doing this. Cause I just looked, I looked at, um, last night's show at the, um, at Harpo's and he only played nine songs. So really? he's, he's, he, yeah. he's cutting down, he cut down to nine songs Oof. for Harpo's last he, night. He's here tonight. I know he that he's in look, Cleveland tonight, but he did look terrible. I mean, compared <laughs> to Vince Neil, he looks like Mr. Universe, you know? No, but, but uh, maybe his maybe his voice isn't holding. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is maybe his his voice isn't holding up to where he can do 13, 14 songs. Cause like you said, at the beginning of the tour, he was doing like 12, 13 songs, but he's not anymore. These I'm looking at the lists. The last time he did more than 10 songs was November the second. He played 12. And, um, and actually 12, but, but one of them was actually another medley. So, you know, you got two more in there. He did Hellion and I don't need no doctor as kind of a medley. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on on this tour. I mean, it's kind of that I would, I would not be happy if I was you, Lou, or if I was the people at Harpo's or probably the, the people here in Cleveland tonight, if I got nine songs, fuck that. Well, I I, I would take it as a double headliner show between Wasp and Armored Saint. How long did how what was what was the difference in time between what Armored Saint did 
and what Wasp did? I would say Armored Saint played for an hour. Okay. And I, I, I would say Wasp maybe played uh, at most an hour. Okay. So uh, I just look at it as even though it's billed as, as the Wasp tour, just just go into it knowing that you're going to see equal amount of time between Armored Saint and Wasp. Right. Unless, unless something changed, you know, unless, you know, Blackie goes back to doing his regular set list. But right. I, I mean, I don't regret spending the money. I mean, it was still a fun time. It was a good time. It was a fun venue, but yeah. yeah uh, but you know, I get her, you know, what is Blackie Lawless about 60 plus years old? He's, uh, he's up there. He's up there. So, I mean. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is that, uh, it, it, you know, Mick Jagger, if he's bathing himself in the blood of virgins or what it is, you know, for him <laughs> to be able to go out and, and, and play, you know, the way he does at, at, at his age, uh, you know, the length amount of time, what have you. But, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I'd still recommend the show. If you haven't seen him, go ahead and see him. Uh, you know that, you know, like I said, you're going to, if you look again, if you look at it as a double bill with Armored Saint and Wasp, you won't be disappointed. But if you're just looking for it to be solely the Wasp show, yeah, you might come out feeling a little bit, a little bit short sighted. Well, I guess uh, Blackie, Blackie is uh, fortunate to have a good, uh, you know, co-headliner opener with Armored Saint because I've seen numerous Armored Saint shows over the last eight or ten years, and and never a bad show yet yeah, they those, those, those guys those guys kill every time i see them oh yeah i mean they were tight spot on didn't miss a beat so uh you know like i said my first time seeing armored saint very uh was very impressed with them yeah john john bush brings it man yeah he does man this guy's voice sounds sounds terrific yeah he's he's uh, a, he's a he's a great performer great singer great band L- love armored saint yeah, I'm going to go back and revisit the Anthrax era with him in it. Uh, outside of the sound of white noise, I'm not uh, familiar with, you know, too familiar with, uh, what is it, Stomp 182? Stomp 442, yeah. Yeah, Thorpe close enough. And uh, was it, Attack, Attack of the, the one that has the damn eight ball, cue ball. That's just called Volume 8, The Thread is Real. Yeah, doesn't that album blow chunks, though? I love it. Piss of Vinegar is a great song. Um, there's a lot of great songs on that thing. We, we've yeah. come for you all as a great disc. Yes. Yeah. But, but one last thing before my manager taps me on the shoulder. Uh, Neil, are you ready to jump on the Ron DeSantis train? Well, I've, I've been, I've been behind Ron DeSantis from, from the get go. Well, I knew, I knew you were driving the Trump train. But I was kind of wondering if you think it's time to pass the torch. Well, it might be. It, we'll, we'll see. It's too early to tell. But, you know, either one is fine with me. That's why I hear it. But the last thing, though, I did see a classic metal show shirt at the show in St. Louis. Nice. Yes. So the gentleman that asked me in the classic metal sh- metal show shirt that, asked, that I talked to and asked if I was Lou from the Lou, Yes, I am the one and only Lou from the Lou, buddy. <laughs> your rep- so, your reputation precedes you. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have too much bad to say about me. <laughs> so <laughs> not that it matters. Nice. So, but anyway, hail and kill, fuck you, pal, hand job. Right. There goes Lou. There he goes. All right. All right. Well, I'll be seeing uh, Wasp in a, in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, and uh, along with Armored Saints. So, um, you know, love you know, love both bands. So, regardless if it's nine songs or twelve songs, at least I'll see the Saint. Right. Yeah. They they were here tonight, and I uh, obviously for for obvious reasons, you know, like we haven't done a show together in three weeks. I I did not go. So, you know. Uh, and, and honestly, nine songs, I would be, I would definitely be annoyed if I went and it was nine songs, nine songs. Wow. That's, that's not much. Yeah. That's not even a whole record. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's, I know. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's 
longer to where it feels like a whole show. Like I, I'm looking at the set at the setlist.fm is awesome. If people haven't checked that out yet, cause you can really find out a lot of information about shows and it looks like the, um, the nine song set is an hour and 15, which that's right on the cusp of good to not good. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah I mean, you gotta get, you got to get at least a 90 minute set out of a headliner. I, that's what I think too. At a minimum 90, unless minutes. they're young, unless they're like two records or less. Right. You know, but Blackie law, I mean, how many wasp albums are there? 10, 12, at least, you know, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to come up with 90 minutes of material. Uh, he might not be able to do it though. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, to knock out 90 minutes worth of tunage. Yeah, I mean, if it, and he does go full speed from the look of the videos that I've seen on YouTube. I mean, he is bringing it, but he is 66. I looked it up. He's 66 years old. So, you know, 66 year old guy running, running around on a stage. I get it. I did two songs of karaoke last night. And I was fucking gasping for air. <laughs> you were winded. I was. <laughs> Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Hey guys. Um, I tuned in 10 minutes ago when Lou from the Lou was on and, uh, did y'all touch base about what happened in Dallas with Wasp? No, what happened? We, we didn't, we, we can talk about okay. it. Go ahead. Were you in there? So, yeah, yeah. I went last Saturday. Um, we walked in while Armand Sam was playing. We sounded great. Uh, we saw Michael Shanker cause Michael Shanker came on the bill, uh, for just Oklahoma and Texas. Right. Um, I learned, I learned that from, I learned that from the Eddie trunk. And, uh, so just want want to let you know that, uh, Michael Shanker kicked ass. I'm a how was, how was, so. Real quick before you go further, how was the singer Ronnie Romero? You know, he was good. Um, you know, I was talking to the guys next to me. They were saying, you know, he was the guy in rainbow. And I had a question for you guys. Is she the guy that was on that rainbow reunion where you did that one record that, that, uh, you know, um, What's his name in Australia loved, but y'all were shitting on. He's the guy. He, yeah. Ron, Ronnie is the guy. He, yeah, did, yeah. Uh, he did that, that tour. And then he did like one new song. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, I thought he was good. I mean, I thought Shanker's set was solid, man. I really did. Um, so the thing is this venue here in Dallas is called amplified live. It used to, used to be called gas monkey. And, uh, it was with the guy from that fucking show with the, uh, you know, the, the garage. Yeah. Gas and, garage. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they rebranded, uh, they sold it. They call it amplified live. I actually have a, like a 10 show card pass that my wife got me, um, okay. in, into any show. And I think that's part of the problem. They sell these cards where, you know, you can get, I have VIP, um, you buy these stamp cards, anyone can get in, and then they oversell the show. And right. I've been to, I went to test, I went to the Testament one, that was crowded as shit. I went to, you know, all the all the big uh, tours that y'all talk about on your show. Um, you know, they uh, they oversell these shows, and so Michael Shanker gets off the stage. We're sitting there, we're having drinks. We look at our watches. It's forty minutes. We're like, huh? You know, they bring out uh, Blackie's huge um, microphone stand that looks like uh, you know a dead woman, and uh, we're just kind of like, well, shit. We're looking at our watch. Fifty minutes go by. Then the guy next to us is like, hey, uh, they're packing up the merch booth right now. We're like, oh shit. And so, ten minutes later, guy comes on. Sorry, guys. Fire marshal, shut it down. Blackie would love to be here, but you know it is what it is. Y'all got to go home. And uh, you know, eight Dallas patrol cars were out there with the you know fire marshal suburban, uh, making sure I guess there's not a riot. And uh, yeah, we got gypped out of Wasp. Wow. Were so, you refunded? Yeah. So were were people getting refunds, or did they just say "fuck you, you lose"? No, people got refunded, uh, according to what I know, but you got to keep in mind about my situation. I have this stamp card thing. So, and <laughs> the thing about this amplified live place is, man, I got this stamp card. 
I have the manager's email. I have emailed this dude four different times to say, hey, put me on the list next time because so-and-so happened. Right. <laughs> and they're willing, they're willing to accommodate with me. And he, he responded the next day that I emailed about, well, went to the Ross show, uh, put me on a list for, I guess, Machine Head in December, you know, kind of thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's what it was. But, um, hey, good to talk to y'all. I've been listening to y'all for a long time. Um, I felt this was actually an opportunity for me to actually call and not get hung up on immediately uh, because <laughs> it was on topic. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, a lot of people, because I've been watching the YouTubes and all that shit, not really too many people are talking about the whole Dallas debacle. Well, I mean, it's not so, the band's fault. It's, it's you know, it, it's... Oh, for it, sure. It's, I actually saw some... I saw some dumbass YouTuber that was like, oh, Lost Management should have known that. The yeah, no, no, no. I know how it works. I, you know, uh, on top of, you know, being around a little bit and listening to you guys, I know the promoter is the one that, you know, is. Yeah. Boss got paid. Blackie got a free night. You know, so, <laughs> you know, he got to rest his voice, as you were saying, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, so, just yeah. it sucks for it sucks for you guys though because the the truth is is Wasp probably won't be back. It's not like they're going to reschedule this show. They're not. It's gonna. I will guarantee. I, I mean, I don't know that to be true, but I would bet you anything. Don't don't listen to what they're telling you if they're telling you it's going to be rescheduled. Right. Blackie's, Blackie's right. doing this. Yeah. Blackie's doing this, and then honestly, because of there's been so much backlash on on this tour in general you know, from, from the quote unquote fans, the same fans that Blackie's been like saying are, are like his saviors and all that shit. in every interview, all they're doing is beating on him on every single show online. So don't hold your breath. Oh, there'll be yeah. a reschedule. There won't be. Right. I mean, on the wasp, you know, website, it does say, Oh, we're coming back to Dallas. We're coming back to Dallas. And no way my buddy that I took to the show. He was like, Hey man, when Wasp comes back, I'll buy our tickets because I, I I fronted his show. Because um, I actually have two stamp cards at this fucking place, <laughs> nice. uh, just so I can take friends and stuff. But um, yeah, no, so good to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, uh, hail and kill and uh, fuck the Dallas Fire Marshal. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would suck. I would have been furious. I, yeah, they're I, lucky they didn't have a riot. Yeah, I know. That's just that 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 just blows, man. From what I read to online, and I don't know. Again, I read it online, so you know that makes it real. But um, from what I read, he ain't lying when he says it was oversold, like six hundred over capacity. How, how do you oversell a show? It, well, it, like you said, you have, either you have tickets or you don't. Well, like you said, and I, and I've heard this from other people too. They sell these passes at that show. Mm -hmm. The passes are, it's all standing room. You know, it's all SRO. It's no seats. Right. So let's say that a show sells, let's say a show holds a thousand people. We'll keep the number easy. If a show holds a thousand people and it's something that is in demand like Wasp, they're going to sell a thousand tickets because they don't know. Maybe they'll sell 900 tickets because they don't know how many people that have these passes will use them. Mm -hmm. But if there's 500 people that have those passes and they all want to go to this show, because as this is, it's the first time in 10 years or whatever that, that wasp has been in, in the, the, you know, in the States, then you got 500 too many people. Well, well, you know, in my opinion, and I understand it's maximizing, you know, the tickets and all the things, but mm -hmm. if they, if they have 500 of those passes, out there, they should consider that 500 tickets sold. There's, there's a math game to it. And I, and I think they did a math game. It's a percentage yeah. thing. Yeah. Because you know, know like this guy, a, uh, we know that a percentage of the pass holders will show up. So right. on an average, 25% of the pass holders will come to a show. So they right. might consider that just like 25% of the tickets sold. Mm -hmm. I get and, it. And, and the guys like this guy, this guy's more like me that'll go to like a machine head show. You wouldn't expect the people that are going to the machine head show to go to the wasp show. 
So you you probably try to do the math and they just failed miserably on the math. Or, but or or if it's a show like Wasp where mm-hmm. you know you don't he hasn't been around in a decade and this is the first time you know Wasp is and there's a lot of interest in the show. Mm-hmm. That's one of those times where you say passes aren't going to be honored for yeah. this. Or or you just keep a counter. I mean, you I mean, there's always that method too. You could have a counter and anybody that's passed the counter, sorry, we're over capacity. Here's your refund mm-hmm. and refund them at the door. And I know that right. sucks. That's a shitty way to do it, but at least that way the show happens. Or, or you honor everybody who bought a ticket and then own, and then you count the ones with passes. You know what I mean? They'll never do that. They'll never do that though, because the the ones that did the passes paid for ten shows. I understand up front, so they're never going to say, "Well, you're last." They're going to give those guys first priority. That's like the, that's like the VIP pass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the extra special pass. Right. I guess. Yeah. I guess. And it's it, it's 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 a mess. I mean, it, what it is is it's a mess that came back to bite this promoter really hard in the ass. Yeah. Because promoters don't think, I, I guarantee you, they just were like, fuck anybody through the door, bring them in. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Dude, well, dude, we, me and you have been to the house of blues mm-hmm. in, in Cleveland is like that. I would bet you anything. Some of these shows that I've seen at the house of blues were way oversold. Oh yeah. Black labels. One that comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I actually just left. I just up and just left a black label show because yeah. Because uh, my nephew and I, we were going to the Black Label show and mm-hmm. the House of Blues here in Chicago. You have to walk upstairs to mm-hmm. the to the showroom, yeah. and and the and the crowd was on the stairs. Yeah, that was the same as here. Here, you know, and that's as far as you could get was to the top of the stairs, and that's mm-hmm. it. And it was yeah, just that- a, it was just a wall of people, and I was just like, screw this, we're out of here. Yeah, I I did the same exact thing. I I went to a BLS show. And here you go down, like you go down into the pit. Yeah. It was the same thing. There was people standing on the stairs. You couldn't even get in. And I was like, I, I stood there for like three songs. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go drink some beer somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to die in a fire. Right. You know, nope, not me. Yeah. And when, when American dog was opening for Tesla, mm-hmm. they played at the house of blues and, and it was just so uncomfortably crowded just just uncomfortably crowded you were chest to back and back to chest with yeah. and you couldn't even move yeah you know and it's, it's like, it's like ugh, i i gotta find somewhere where i can actually move my arm mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah so you, you try to you try to find a little nook to stand away from everybody and no matter what you're you're still being crushed yeah, I hate those kind of shows. Another one that I went to that was like that again at the same House of Blues. Why I don't like going there, but was when Queensrÿche did Operation Mindcrime one and two mm-hmm. back before Tate left the band. Right, and I mean it was so packed. Like I and and I, I'll be honest, it was one of the few times ever I felt uncomfortable at a show because I was I was kind of in the middle of the pack. And I couldn't move. I and I and I remember looking at the fucking door, and I was like, "Man, if something ever if something goes off here, I'm done." Yeah, because I can't fucking move. So I just started throwing elbows and got my ass out of there and fucking <laughs> left. Yeah, I remember that was about what 2008. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh seven oh eight. Because they played here, there used to be a venue here called the the uh, Star Theater, which isn't there anymore. But they they did the show that show here and i went to that show yeah i'm gonna put this comment up and we'll get to your kiss thing here we will i I mean uh, it's all about the about the tunes man yeah but this you're on the air this just purely comes down to greed absolutely what's greed great well according to gordon gecko greed is greed is good but this just comes down, this whole thing just comes down to greed. Like, Why do you think that? Well, if promoters are overselling a show, right, I mean, you, you've got to do the math. I mean, they must have to do the math. They must have to go, you know, if X band charges $10,000 or whatever they charge for their guarantee, we have to, I have to sell X tickets at, Fifty dollars or whatever. 
And therefore, if if we sell out the venue, then I make my money back. So the rest of it just comes down to absolute greed. So these idiots, promoters, are overselling these rooms, putting people's lives at risk because of greed. Well... Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. I'm, I still, I, I don't think that this, and again, I don't know, and I don't know this promoter, so I'm not standing up for the promoter at all. I do not know this guy. I don't know his name. I know nothing about him. I know this, what, what the problem was in this particular venue is that they sell these passes that are not attached to shows. So they don't have a good count on the show. And I think that's dangerous. I think that the you they should when they release these passes where you can get tickets to any ten shows, that's dangerous. I think they should literally say, "Well, you can get tickets to these shows, and then keep if the venue sells a thousand, then you know a hundred people can can use their pass or something like that." But just letting everybody in is dangerous. I, I don't disagree well, with you, Tim, but I think that is, I don't think it's as simple as saying, yeah, this fucking guy was just trying to, to snake as much money as he could. I don't think it's, a, I don't think in this situation, it's that simple. Yeah. Cause they already got the money from the past people already. So, yeah. so it, it doesn't benefit them anymore because they've already paid. So what you buy, but Weren't you mentioning other shows where you were you you were just mentioning a Tesla show where you were so uncomfortable because there were just too many people in there, right? Well, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying universally. I'm just saying in this in this situation with Wasp, just the Wasp show in in Dallas that got shut down. I'm I'm saying that with Tesla or anything at Cleveland House of Blues, that's the only one I can speak on. Yeah, they definitely oversold these venues. And I don't know why they oversold them. I mean, dude, I mean, part of it is, and, and this is a part that we're not really addressing either, is there's other places that sell tickets other than the promoters or than the, than the venues. There's fan club. There's, you know, there's radio station giveaways. There's all kinds of shit. And I think, I think some of these promoters do not take all of that into into their mind either you know if you give away ten, well but if you if they if they hold on tim I'll, I'll let you get your point but hold on if they give away let's say they give away 10 pairs of tickets to the local radio station so that's 20 tickets and the fan club gives away i don't know 50 tickets 50 pairs of tickets with the with the meet and greet passes so that's another hundred so now you're at 120 tickets that are unaccounted for by the promoter. And the promoter, all the promoter sees is that they have a venue for a thousand tickets and, um, you know, and they sell those thousand tickets again. Do I, do I think it's right? No. Do I think that they should know, should they all communicate? Should the, should the promoter and the, the band management all communicate with the venue before they start selling tickets? I do think that. Does that happen? I know for a fact it does not. Well, so so there, therefore, if I mean, really what that comes down to is the band management is responsible for, for every, well, so if, if you've got a management deal, the manager is there for, a real manager is therefore responsible for all aspects of your career, right? True. Including, True. including, communi- including communicating with the agents. So, so. Well, it's, I, it's, Tim, I, I, I agree. I agree. If that was, if, if I was an artist on that level and it was putting people's lives in danger and I found out my management hadn't done their job, I'd sack them. Well, the, the, all right, I'm a devil's advocate your point, though. In 98% of the, the cases with shows, this does not happen. 98% of the time, the shows do not sell out. And therefore, those 100 tickets for the radio station and for the fan club and for the giveaways and papering t- shows and all that stuff doesn't matter. Ninety, At least 90% of the time, a show sells about 75%. So the giveaways, you know, kind of balance it out to a full room where the promoter makes his money back on the, 
on the concessions. You know, that's how the that's how they make their money back is the concessions that come from the freebies. In this wasp case, and I, and I'm only going to talk in this wasp case. I don't think that they took into account that it had been so many years since Wasp has toured. Last time Wasp toured, they probably were doing, I don't know, 70% maybe of the rooms that they were playing, maybe less, you know, because Wasp is not a huge draw. And now all of a sudden, because they haven't played in 10 years, it's a much bigger draw than they expected. And it's selling out in every city. And now they're, they're kind of fucked up with what to do with all these, you know, Blackie doing meet and greets and um, radio station promotions. And Blackie has been very big on the promotional circuit. You know, he's, he's done a zillion interviews talking about this tour, which means that there's a lot of tickets that are flying around that are not accounted for by the venue. Yeah, no, I, I know. And just, just on the quick side note, and I know that there was the one caller that had only seen them once, and that's that's very different. But again, um, you know, if if Wash came to Australia and they played nine songs, I'd be happy because bloody hell, they haven't been here since the twenty fifth anniversary of the Sims Idol in the first place, and that was the only time they ever came here. I just think sometimes people take these shows for granted. When we we live in a country where we hardly see these bands, so um, I think it's, you, your outlook is very different. Anyway, mm-hmm. Haley Kill. There goes Tim. All right, Tim. All right, let's let's address the one question on the screen, and then we'll talk about the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> so this guy Turbo sixty nine in the in the um, VIP chat. I think that's Matt from Cincinnati. Okay, well, he want he wants to know if we think that the reason Blackie's playing nine or ten songs now is that he's phoning it in because they sold a ton of tickets. I'm um, gonna say no. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking that this might be too much of a task for Blackie and his vocal yeah. ability. I mean, it's a rough schedule. He's playing every night. You know, it it is a rough schedule. He's not doing like most of these bands do these days, doing fly-ins. You know, he's play, he's literally doing old-fashioned touring where he is yeah. touring every single day. Yeah, he's he's bringing a whole he's bringing a whole yeah. stage set up with him. Yeah, and I, and again, I don't know the guy from anything, and I don't. And I mean, we've both interviewed Blackie a couple of times, and that's the extent of our knowledge of Blackie Lawless. We don't know him as a man, but he doesn't come across as that kind of guy. To me, anyway, he doesn't come off as that kind of guy that'd be like, well, fuck it. I got my money. I'm going to do as little as I can. Yeah, I don't believe that. I, I, I don't just, buy that either. I just think that he he's out the gate and it's already taken a toll on him. Well, yeah, I, I think he, he booked a tour that he would have booked when he was 40 years old. And he realized really quickly, man, my back ain't recovering like it used to when I was 40 years old as I ride around on a bus on a shitty fucking bed you know mm-hmm. <laughs> shitty cut out bed in the in the sidewall of a bus right you know I'm, I'm thinking he's probably you know having old man things mm-hmm. his fucking knees hurt you know and, he, and his and, voice and, hurts and you and i still have suspicions that that he may have suffered some heart issues yeah we still have that thought too that he he may not be you know a thousand percent healthy we don't know that again, we don't know any of that stuff to be true. He looks like he's bringing it in the, you know, in the time that you're getting on stage. It doesn't look like he's, you know, he's not Phil Collins in it here. He's not sitting in a, in a chair, but you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird thing. I wish it was going better just because I I'm a huge fan of wasp and, and I, I do, I, I see their, their fans are just murdering them in the, in the wasp on the wasp nation, like fan groups on like Facebook and whatever, they are just getting fucking murdered. But, um, look, I hope it does well. I hope people are enjoying the shows and that's kind of the interesting thing. Nobody's coming out of these shows saying, well, the show sucked, you know, even Lou from the Lou, he said, yeah, we got 10 songs or whatever. He didn't say, and that blew, he was like, yeah, but I thought it was a good show. It was a good show for what he got. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that's good enough. If if everybody's coming out of it saying it was a good show, if he played one song, you know, but it was really fucking good and nobody complained, <laughs> I guess that's good enough. 
Yeah, but was he using backing tracks? Well, of course he's using backing tracks. If you've seen the videos, what do you, what, and again, I don't, I don't know this to be true, but I'm just watching the videos. I have very strong suspicion. He's singing live, but he also has backing tracks of his voice live. Right, yeah. Like to bolt, like an Aussie thing. Well, he's been doing this for years though. Yeah. It's I mean, nothing even, new. Even, even the last time I saw him back in, he was on that, he was on that tour with, um, Stephen Piercy, uh, metal, metal church. church. And LA guns. LA guns, yeah. Yeah. He, he used backing tracks then. Mm-hmm. Sure, Eddie Trunk does not approve. Well, I but that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I, was, I was I was Eddie Trunking it here. Yeah, because the the king does not approve of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's I guess that's what's going on in the Wasp tour. Okay. Didn't expect right. to go there, but okay, cool. That's all right, that's fine. I um because I, I bought my tickets mm-hmm. all the way last this past January. Wow. I mean, that's when they went on sale was in January. Is your show sold out? Do you know? I think so. Cause they added a second show. Oh yeah. So yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah so he's playing two nights okay. at the uh, Arcata in St. Charles, Illinois. Hmm. And even that, that I'm sure they're the next day, right? The, yeah. Yeah. Back to back. It's Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and I'm positive he's probably playing Thursday and Wednesday as well. So, yeah, he's, I mean, it's a rugged tour. That's the one thing that nobody is taking into account is Blackie is playing a rough schedule, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. these old guys don't do that anymore. These old guys do, you know, they fly in, they play Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday, or usually what, Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday. And then they fly out Sunday morning. Yeah, they go home go home, sit home for a week. Blackie's out there doing it. So yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely. Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Hail and kill. It's Matt in Cincinnati. Um, I was the one that made that comment. Thanks for addressing it. I, I wasn't accusing him of doing that. I was just thinking to myself. I mean, I, like you said earlier, Chris, setlist.fm is great. And I was looking over to set. It seemed like armored saint extended theirs halfway through the tour. I don't know. It just it just seems like I mentioned to you guys about a month ago the the touring schedule was aggressive, and mm-hmm. the joke was, "Hey, how hard is backing tracks to pull off?" But man, I I kind of I agree. I don't know if he can handle a physical physically, and I'm I'm looking forward to going to the show down here near Dayton. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, even the videos I've seen, the production really didn't impress me that much. Yeah, that's that that to me is the biggest to me that is the biggest disappointment of the whole thing is that from from the videos that I've seen, you know, I I mean Black look, Blackie when he when I interviewed him, I'm only going by when I interviewed him. I know he's done a zillion interviews and he's kind of said the same shit every time. But he really sold the fact when I talked to him that the show was going to be this big arena type show and it's not looking like that. It just, it just is not looking like it is a big arena type show at all to me, you know, and you know, you, you would good. Now that's why I was thinking maybe they just decided to cut some cost and pocket some more money. And I, I don't know. I don't know what the guarantee is for the package. It's probably what 30, 40 K probably with those ticket prices of 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, so maybe they just decided, Hey, you know what? We're making a ton of money with the meet and greets. I I'd like to talk to somebody that has been to one of those. See if he's cutting those short, man. Cause that those things have to be to a guy like him have to be just as exhausting as getting up on stage. Probably true. The time with people like that, you know, because, you know, and he said, hey, he's not going to make it a cattle call. He's going to hang out and talk to people and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, yeah, the production side to me, man, that's that's the whole thing. When I saw uh, Kill Fuck Die at Bogarts, man, whenever that was, it was brutal. It was a killer show. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen at that level. And I'm going to be disappointed if... <laughs> 
it's not as good as I hope. I yeah, know. it's no, you're you're not wrong, dude. I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, I, I'm playing a little bit of the the video from one of the shows, and I mean, okay, it looks kind of cool. I mean, it looks like some stuff, I guess. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm I'm not overwhelmed by it either. Looking at the, looking at this, I, I know here I wanted to get seats, and to get seats, right. and, and I and I only looked like like two or three weeks ago, and the, to buy seats were three hundred and eighteen bucks, and I was like, fuck no, you know, and I'm glad I didn't because you know now that I see that it's really just kind of looking sort of circus tenty, you know, I'm like, eh. It's not what it's not what I thought it was going to be, and I'm I'm glad I didn't. I'm sure it'll still be good, but I don't think it's as yeah, good. Friend, it's as good, I guess. But go know, ahead. What was I going to say? My friend and I bought tickets for forty bucks. It's GA. Okay. We're going to suffer and stand all night. Right. But I pay forty bucks for Armored Saint by themselves because mm-hmm. they sure. smoke, you know. But um, you know, but the opposite's true. I saw Judas Priest. A few weeks ago, I decided to go at the last minute. It was a $75, $80 ticket, whatever it was. And they were awesome. Sure. The production was great. The set list was killer. I don't know if you've seen that set list. It's awesome. And it was way better than I expected, you know, for the 50th time I've seen them probably, you know? Right. Sure. But no. I don't know. It just seems a little underwhelming, but it's it's still going to be good for forty bucks. Like Lou said, it's not. You're not going to be bummed if you've seen them if you've seen them before. I guess. Are you going to be bummed that if you only get nine songs? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more deeper tracks, but that's never going to happen. You know, most yeah. bands don't do that anymore, but. I agree with Neil earlier. You got to give them a, you got to give the people an hour and a half. You really do. If you're a headliner. And that's what I'm thinking. I think armored saints extended their set just to make up for the fact that, you know, they're pulling songs. Maybe uh, that's just conspiracy theory. It's probably, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would agree that armored saint has probably been asked to extend their set to, to uh, make up for the shortfall of the wasp. Could be. Right. right. I just hope it I hope it makes it to my show, man. It would it wouldn't shock me at all if some shows start canceling because I don't I don't know if he can do it, man. I give the guy a lot of props for getting out there at his age. It's gotta be brutal. You know? Mm-hmm. So all right, hail and kill, fuck you, pal. Hand job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that might be the case that uh, Armored Saint was asked to extend their set a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I mean, who knows? I, I get it. I, I really don't know. I don't have any insider information. I, I wish I did. If, if people want the insider information, check out Three Sides of the Coin, that podcast, because Michael Bramvold is doing the publicity for Blackie. So. You know, he he definitely has a reach into that camp. I mean, he's going to tell you he may not tell you everything that he's hearing, but he's going to he's going to have more real information than we are. I mean, as we've said, how many times here we have no knowledge, but you know, <laughs> we're we're lot guessing. Of, but Bramble lot, would know. Lot, a lot of speculation. Yeah. So if you really want to know, check out three sides of the coin, because because they would definitely have the right information for this right now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was something else I was going to ask you about that. Oh, so what's the big reveal with the fuck like a beast? Was there, I don't know. I, I, you know what? That's a whole nother thing that I don't think, uh, materialized as it was supposed to. It's, you know, that there was all that talk that it was going to be this big deal. And it, and it it just kind of wasn't, he's kind of like, you know, wasn't he saying he was, they were, they were re-engineering it and it was, yeah. you know, and he's not going to talk about it because, you know, they're, they're doing something special and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So apparently. Yeah, that didn't happen. As far as I know, that didn't happen at all. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what that was all about, but it, it did not 
uh, materialize as as advertised. Yeah. So yeah, do, you have, do you have any uh, wasp live video over there of this current tour that that you could play some of the audio from? Yeah. Uh, let me let me look let's it up hear, here. Let's hear some of it. And I don't know how good the audio quality is, but we well, can. I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious about it. Because we're not going to get to my kiss story. This, this nah, we'll do it next segment, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Let's so see. Might, uh, we might as well round it out with finish it out with wasp and see what see what's going on on this tour. Yeah. Well, let's see. Present share screen. Upper tab wasp. This is from Vegas. Let's just turn up the sound. Sounds all right. Yeah, I see uh, Blackie uh, obviously playing the original music video. Yeah, behind him. Probably with the audio piped in. (laughs) I can't can't imagine Blackie could could twirl his head around the way he does in that video. (laughs) No, not at all. Not anymore. Well, he's prancing around. I mean, he's moving around. I mean, he's not standing still. True. I mean, he's not Rob Halfering it. No, not at all. I mean, he's still like a robot up on the stage. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing the show, I guess, but it's just not. Is there, is there any video of him riding his, uh, riding his motorcycle handle bar thing? Let's see if we can't find some here, but, um, I mean, I don't know what song he does it in. So let's see if we can't find him up there on that thing. (laughs) That thing is so stupid. I will say that is one thing that I do not get with Blackie. Well, he, he broke that out during the KFD tour. Yeah. And it was that, dumb then too. That, that's when he first had that thing. There's a bunch of him standing here like this, but. Oh, dude, get up on this thing. There he is. Get up on that. Let's back up here during the encore. I guess he's just rocking back and forth. I thought he was going to get up on that because I, I've seen him get up on that and just ride it like a, like a. Well, that oh. was when he was in his forties and fifties. Yeah. I know he climbs up on it, but I think he just climbs up on it at the end. Maybe just to oh. stand on it. Let's see what he's doing here. There's a couple of songs we played. Oh, here's Animal. We can find out what he's doing. Boo. (laughs) 
that stupid stand. Here's what I want to know. How is he? Why would he not be playing blind in Texas for years? Yeah. That's that would suck to me. That's like their biggest hit. That's one of them. Yeah, sure. Where are you at on this fucking mic stand, Blackie? All right, here's the encore. There's got to be some video of him climbing up on this fucking thing. <laughs> thing is dumb. Right, let's get to the end and see if he even climbs up on it. All right, here we go. Guess not. No, I guess not. Maybe. Yeah, he just uses it like a mic stand the whole time. Yeah, just a mic stand that it fucking stops anybody in front of him from seeing him. <laughs> it just to, just to pick that damn thing up and bring it in and set it in there just to have him stand behind it and use it as a mic stand. Yeah, like it's blocking him so he doesn't have to see anybody eye to eye. I guess that thing is a big intrusive, stupid thing. Yep. All right, let's get to the end here. Maybe he'll jump up on it. I doubt it. Here he goes. Is he? Here he goes. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he can't get up there. Might not. There he goes. <laughs> now he can't get down. <laughs> that was it, huh? I guess that's it. <laughs> I don't know. That just didn't look like an arena stage show to me. No, it looks like a club show. Yeah, it's just he's just got these uh, these um, banners. Yeah, scrims. Yeah, that's it. Stacked up scrims. I'll give it to him. He's he's putting it out there as best as he can for. I, I agree. Sixty-six year old guy, but dude, seriously, hey, he built that up like it was a big big arena show. Yeah, well, maybe to him it is. All right. Well, there you have it. There's a uh, Bucky Lawless. Okay. I see. I see our friend Mike Dubke is still in the band. Is he? Yeah. Playing playing the drums. Okay. Well, good for him. From Hair of the Dog. Yeah. Probably makes a hell of a lot more money being a wasp than Hair of the Dog. Yeah, he actually uh, played with John Mellencamp for a short time too, just as a backup percussionist. Probably made a couple of bucks on that one too. So, yeah. well, good on him. Good on him. Good on Blackie. He's still out there doing it. Sorry to our friends in Dallas that got fucked. You know, that really kind of sucks. Yeah, they, I'll bet they were disappointed. <laughs> All right, sloppy kisses. Is that his real hair or a wig? Now, how would we know that? <laughs> I got to think real hair. I think that's his real hair. If it was a wig, he'd do better than that, wouldn't he? You would think so. You know, I would think that they would do more. He would get a better wig than that. I mean, but then again, there was Kevin Dubrow, and he had the fucking worst wigs. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'll wrap up the wasp talk. All right, well, there we go. Wasp talk. Didn't yeah. expect that this segment. We did an hour anyway. <laughs> It just happens that way. Yeah, it just sort of flowed that way. So, yeah. well, you get, since we're talking wasp, we might as well 
get out of the segment with some was. So is there something you'd like to hear? Um, I would like to hear, um, what is that song? It's on neon God. The last song on neon God one, okay. the, the great, the, the great redemption or whatever that song is called. It's called the raging storm, the raging storm. Yeah. All right. We can do that. That's a killer song. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the last time I talked to blackie was depressed for this, uh, neon gods. This. Yeah. Good yep. stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll play a few songs. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll do our sponsored segment of the show and I may actually get to the kiss cruise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Blackie lawless and wasp with uh, the raging storm exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja! <laughs>